Welcome to The Pulse Experience, the podcast that takes you on a journey of wellness at the intersection of technology and human experience. I'm your host, Edward Beltran, CEO of Fierce and innovator of Pulse. You know, stress is a very large problem today. It's costing organizations $300 billion annually, not to mention the impact on our people and individuals in our companies. And often, we don't know what's causing our stress. And if we do, we don't know the proper, most impactful way to handle it. Instead, we're used to just accepting stress and managing it at a general level, such as with better diet, better sleep, exercise, or meditation. But this doesn't get underneath the root issues of our stress or eliminate them. And today, there's so much that's required of us in at both our homes and the workplace that we don't always have the tools to be able to be self-aware and tackle these stressors. However, our bodies, they don't lie. They tell us constantly what's happening. They're responding to our environments and it's our job to listen. And when we handle these challenges and take them head on, they drive positive results in both our personal and our professional lives. Pulse is our proprietary app that integrates with wearable devices and infuses cutting edge science to be able to show you who you're with and where you're at when you're experiencing stress by the hour. Then we wrap context around these events by pulling in calendar and GPS data to be able to further drive that self-awareness and more importantly, move into action with either a live coach or the in-app AI bot to be able to tackle these stressors, drive your resilience higher, as well as the outcomes you desire in your lives. We call this biometric intelligence. Our certified coaches walk into every coaching session with these same biometric data and insights to be able to help you identify the themes that are going to have the most impact on your lives and tackle those toughest challenges. This transformation is the Pulse Experience. Okay, today we're going to talk about accountability for emerging leaders. In this situation, there's a high-stress executive who's in sales, who's making a transition to leadership. We're joined today by Joe Parent, our certified Pulse coach, master facilitator, slash head of learning, and just an excellent, awesome person. Joe, welcome, and thank you for being here with us. Thanks, Ed. With an intro like that, how could I not be here? <laughs> you know I'm a big fan, though, Joe, right? So, uh, Joe, tell us about your coaching. Yeah, so this is an individual that works in sales, as you said. He's been in his role for about five years or so. And recently, he was invited to play an expanded leadership role for the entire sales team. And it's part of what he was seeking for himself and also just exhibiting that uh, those behaviors that showed that he was ready for for more responsibility. So should also say that he's been a, a high performer uh, for most of his career, continues to be better year after year showing performance. And so the timing was right for him to take on this additional uh, responsibility. So that's how he started coming into this conversation. Okay. I'm so fascinated, Joe. As mm -hmm. you know, we hear this as a constant theme. It sounds good in theory. I want that promotion. I want that title. And then you step in yeah. and you're like, wow, what did I sign up for? <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, tell us absolutely. what was showing up from what was happening. Yeah, it was interesting. So, you know, the way that he presented himself was a level of self-awareness, you know, really individually focused because for most of his career, he's been an individual contributor, you know, really responsible for his own um, outcomes and his own actions. And so also having this sense of self-awareness. And so 
was watching using the Pulse app. That he was monitoring his own stressors and wasn't surprised to see much of the, where he had those 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 peaks. Those threes and fours were showing up for him. He was questioning and, and curious about some of those threes and fours that were happening at those moments when he wasn't expecting it to happen, like at the start of the day when he was waking up or uh, he was, you know, at the beginning of his day, often takes participates in some sort of fitness activity to focus on his own performance. And while he was not, as far as he was aware, focusing on some of those stressors, he wasn't talking to clients. He wasn't talking to his colleagues. He was focusing on himself. And yet looking at his app later, he sometimes would spike a three or a four. And so that's where he entered the conversation to start to think about what's causing this. And so, of course, as you know, through coaching, we ask questions to get to what's under the surface. So again, you can see how the Pulse app, had he not been using this app, goes through his days as we all do. You go through your day, you focus on those issues, those things that you're aware of, where you can feel the stresses. And it's those micro stressors, those things that we may not be aware of, may not be paying attention to, that start to stack up and create this this um, this impact on ourselves, whether it's uh, intellectually, you know, psychologically, physiologically, um, behaviorally, uh, and and often surprises us. You know, one of the things we talk about at Fierce is that gradually, then suddenly, we succeed or fail one conversation at a time. And those conversations are the ones we're having with others. And also the conversations that we are or are not having with ourselves. And so this is what was, you know, we got to this point with the, you know, as I was coaching this individual, this, this kind of heightened awareness of what perhaps was going on, the source of some of their stresses in terms of just the growing concern and frustration beyond his, you know, he was satisfied with his own performance. And now as he was focusing on those around him, <laughs> he had some growing concerns and frustrations over the rest of the sales team, right? So because his his gaze, his attention was shifting beyond himself, he recognized that there's some other people, other sales professionals that are his colleagues who are relatively new to the organization. And so as they're getting oriented and as I'm learning, as I learned and continue to learn about the, the sales professionals, you know, it's, sometimes it's a long orientation onboarding period where they have to mm -hmm. get well, they may be top level professionals. It's getting comfortable with the organization and, and the product that they're selling now and the processes that exist, you know, and sometimes that can create a, a bit of a lead time until they finally get those those wins through the process. And so I think that this individual was aware of that, obviously, and was giving some some time and yet was finding that, boy, it's we're getting to the, the, the end date and still not seeing the production here. And so feeling the weight dual fold for this individual. Right. So he's a top performer high contributor, seeing his success, and then starting to look around to his left and, and his right of his colleagues and not seeing that same uptick in performance and starting to now feel the stress of, now I have to contribute more to this team because my peers are not contributing. And so you can start to see how these things might manifest themselves. And especially if you're not paying attention, that will start to wear on you, as we know. For sure, for sure. It's so interesting, Joe, because it's like, I think everybody intuitively knows that Sales is a high pressure, but high reward yeah. uh, job. And I think the way you opened up on this was really interesting because in my role and the roles that I've been in in my career, it's always supporting sales, but also expecting a lot from sales, right? It looks good mm -hmm. on paper, but at the end of the day, right. these are individuals trying to fill their way through success, right? And That's so right. you have this leader who sounds like from what you've said, undoubtedly just knocking it out of the park as an individual, right? 
hitting his quotas, exceeding his quotas, very satisfied with what he wanted to do. And as we opened up with, there's that aspiration to want the title, want the promotion. So did you discuss or did you explore where maybe he had um, self-doubt or maybe rethought his decision or anything around that because of the added pressure on what's happening? Yeah, well, it was fascinating. It's a great question because I was listening to his language that he was using, right? And so he was talking about himself and, and what he's done to achieve his success. And as he was aware of others, he started to talk about we. And hmm. so we've done this or we are aware. And so I, I saw him at some point. I said, who's this we? And it, of course, is his his boss, the head of, of sales in this in this organization. And what I picked up on was this lack of willingness to now take the reins. Right. And that comes when you're you're new to your role. Right. You're not necessarily ready to, to grab the reins and, and create some actions for others. So there was this almost, you know, and I started to think about accountability. Because this is an individual that has huge accountability, certainly aware of what's necessary for themselves to achieve the the outcomes that they've set for themselves, clear goals, clear aspirations. And it's a it's different when you're now responsible for the actions of others, right? Intellectually, we know there are some things that we need to do to help encourage others to, to be accountable for themselves. And yet it's sometimes hard because some oftentimes these lead to those kinds of conversations that are sometimes hard to hard to say, hard to hear. And when you're in this fast-paced, high-stakes environment, any excuse to not have those conversations is probably the one that we're going to take, right? Because we're going to focus on, I can make an excuse. I need to focus on this so that I can continue to contribute because the team's not contributing. So I'll focus on myself versus pausing, having the conversation that needs to take place so that you can help that other person while you're also uh, taking care of yourself and taking care of your commitments. What was fascinating to me was the impact, the way that this person could talk about the way that they were carrying stress. And it was, it was two places. We, and we often talk about it fierce, the need, especially if you want to be a powerful leader to be, have smart and heart, right? Mm -hmm. To know intellectually the path forward, but also to connect emotionally to the people around you. So you create this, this ongoing, uh, emotional capital with people so that they will strive to be their best to, get great outcomes. So, and this, this coach, he was carrying the stress both in his head and in his heart. And what I mean by that is he had some frustrations that he was able to talk about, but he also had a lot of emotions around this, the, these experiences with his colleagues. And so one thing that he said to me, which I thought was really telling is that he said, I have found for, for good or for bad, that when I am part of an organization, I am fully committed to the vision and the mission and the, the strategies of that organization. And he talked about that, how that important, how important that was to him in, in the organization that he's part of, part of now and aware, or at least the story he was telling himself was there wasn't that same level of commitment and accountability on the part of his peers. And that mm. was creating that, the stress for him, you know? And so we, we kind of dug into that and it was, it was interesting to hear that. And I think it was also kind of, revealing for him to to recognize that out loud. Well, that's so interesting, Joe. I want to take a deeper dive on this, on how you moved him into action. But first, um, it's very interesting because we hear this a lot on new leaders or uh, tenured leaders around, I could just do it myself, right? I could just do it myself. I could pick up the load or I feel I have to do this, right? And so I find it very interesting where you moved him into this accountability role, being accountable for what I'm, I'm hearing from you is, the development of 
um, you know, the people he's responsible for uh, in the org. Mm-hmm. But I also think it ties in too with an incredible question that you asked, who is we? Mm-hmm. Right. And then what you found was we wasn't the team. We was him and his boss. Right. And right. so the, that this mental nuance just lends into what you just said around that accountability or grasping like we need to develop. Right. Um, yeah. I think that's just absolutely incredible. It was interesting. I mean, you know, as you and I both know, at the core of accountability is given all of these things that are happening around me, what can I do? Not what can we do, but what can I do? That's the heart of personal accountability. And so in working with this uh, coach, he was, I focused on helping him to get to that level of awareness, high personal accountability for his own actions. Now, how can you focus that same level of accountability for your actions to help others? And so what became abundantly clear for him, most importantly, and also for me, was the need to, to have the conversation, right? So again, as I said earlier, gradually and suddenly we succeed or fail one conversation at a time. He wasn't having conversations with others. He mm-hmm. wasn't, uh, and he, he knows this, right? He knew that how important that was. And so still was making all of those excuses as you talked about. And that's probably harsh for me to say. I don't think that it's easy to, to look back and say those are excuses. In the sure. moment, it's it's justified, right? We, we justify the actions that we take. And in being open to coaching, created some awareness of, I need to take some actions. And so I can see the right path forward. So I should have the conversation with some of my, my colleagues and provide some feedback, you know, heighten their awareness of what they're doing and how their Im- actions or lack of actions are, are impacting the rest of the team. And then giving them with that insight, some ability to decide how to move forward, you know, how, what path can they take to get to different results, whether they need to pivot or, or take a different course to achieve some outcomes. And the other piece of that is it opened up the conversation with them for him to then share some of his insights in this organization, share some of his successes as a way to help them to, to greater success uh, on their, in their own. And I know that part of his caution was these are other seasoned professionals. They have <laughs> careers as long, perhaps longer than I am. What could I possibly offer to them? And yet I think there's a little bit of awareness of I've been here a while. There are some things that I can share. They probably know the path forward and they sometimes just need somebody to wake them up to try something different to get different results. And I think that's what his intention is in through in, in the, the desire to provide feedback to them. That's great, Joe. So accountability for the I, what can I do, right, to change this? It's feedback and getting curious, right? Feedback so that he can inject his own expertise and getting curious around telling his own stories around non-committal, right? So so what happened? What happened with once he was able to put these things in motion, once he was able to get past the self-awareness and say, I need to have these conversations, what happened? What happened to your coaching? Yeah, it's really fascinating. So it's it's a story that's still playing out, right? These will take some time. And what's interesting, though, what I saw immediately was this awareness of, you know, shoulders drop, right? It's not as stressful of, oh, my gosh, I'm going down the path of I'm going to have to have this conversation. You know, here's this other person that's coaching. It's probably going to help me to be accountable. And then the realization that, okay, I, I absolutely can have this conversation. In fact, if the roles were reversed, I would absolutely want somebody to to bring me to this level of awareness. I would want that feedback. That's mm-hmm. oftentimes why we stop ourselves. You know, we think that we can handle all where give me the feedback, give me the feedback, tell me everything. 
And yet we think that others aren't ready or aren't as interested or open to that feedback. And I, so I saw that happen. And then also this kind of recognition that through having these conversations, that this accountability for himself will now play into accountability for the whole, right? And the whole is greater than the sum of the parts. So mm-hmm. he's a part, Absolutely. his colleagues are a part, and now together they can achieve greater things. And already, so I know that we st- we have a follow-up plan, but I already know I checked in and just because I wanted to, you said you were going to have the conversation by this date, just sent a little note to say how did that yeah. conversation go? How did it go? And I know that the conversation happened. It went well. And I think that success will promote more success and more desire to have those conversations. So I'm thrilled to follow up and find out uh, the rest of the story, as it were, as it relates to this individual. That's great, Joe. I appreciate that. It's always a work in progress. And as you know, we typically see uh, pretty quick drops in stress, right? Just from the awareness and seeing a path forward. And um, when we have you back on, we'll recap about this individual. Um, you did mention something that I want to hear you say, Joe, because I know you're going to say it so eloquently. For our audience, can you tell us this gradually then suddenly story? Because then I want to tie it back into how Pulse helps support that uh, that path. Yeah, yeah. So our, one of our, our transformational ideas here at Fierce is that our careers our companies, our relationships, and our lives succeed or fail gradually, then suddenly one conversation at a time. And the thought behind that is that we live our lives, you and I and everyone around us, most of our lives, the 90 to 95% of our lives is in the gradually, right? We're just trying to get things accomplished, trying to be the best versions of ourselves, trying to advance our goals, both, both personally and professionally and on the team and everywhere. And yet, if we fall asleep, if we're not paying attention in that gradually, we can get to a suddenly that we're going to, you know, complain about later. We're going to, you know, at, with our friends at the bar, wherever we do our complaining at the water cooler, we'll be looking back and say, geez, I missed that. And so the idea, of, especially as it relates to feedback, is is to help others stay awake in that gradually so that they can get to the suddenly that they want, the one that will that they've set for themselves, the goals that they've set for themselves. And that's that's the key. That's the magic towards that the, the feedback. See, Joe, that's why I, I love giving you the opportunity, right? That's why you're the master facilitator, because you said that's so great. <laughs> so to, I'll, I'll to, stop, tie that, stop. <laughs> to tie this back, um, you know, we're really passionate about this concept, this uh, gradually then suddenly concept. It's in our DNA. And what the biometric intelligence does for us is your body doesn't lie. It's telling mm. you what's happening in real time. You're responding to your environment. And it's your job to listen. It's those gradualies, but to be able to say what is happening before you hit your suddenly, before you mm-hmm. hit burnout, before you respond in a moment of anger and frustration that was unwarranted or misplaced, uh, before you feel like you have no other reason to turn over or what we're finding as well, Joe, when we uh, talk to our coaches and the impact on their coachees where their performance um, takes a dip because they're not feeling, they're feeling overwhelmed. They're not feeling as engaged. So that's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to help people use biometric intelligence, how their body's responding to be able to stay awake and to be able to engage yeah. their environment before they hit that, that suddenly. So Joe, as always, fantastic work. The impacts that you're making are just absolutely incredible. And thank you so much for being on. And for our audience, thank Thanks, you man. so much. Thank you for tuning into the Pulse Experience Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and gained valuable insights into the world of wellness technology and biometric-led coaching that changes lives. 
If you're interested in experiencing Pulse for yourself and working with one of our expert coaches, please click the link in the description below. Until next time, thank you.